0: and we're rolling Minty my man in PA welcome back hey thanks man it's good to be back welcome back to MASHCAT this is round two with uh, Minty from Minty Fresh Thoughts also find him at uh, Minty Fresh Tunes on Instagram and various other media uh, I don't know where you're at on YouTube
1: uh do you have a presence uh, <clears throat> actually I do but it's been quite a while since I've updated it I plan on doing that eventually uh but right now I don't really do YouTube I hear you it's a
0: YouTube is a big investment it's it's not yeah, a it's a process it, you really got to be all in with YouTube content and uh because of social media being so direct it's so immediate uh yes limited with with time unless you use the IGTV <sighs> and uh i think technically on Facebook there's really no limit to how much video i can put up uh, in a post but uh i've been advised against it uh simply you know because of and i'm talking to you all Americans because they assume you do not have the attention span to listen to more t- to more than two minutes you know of what we're going to say <laughs> now but yeah. i can prove that wrong i did one with uh i did with one with jonah drake last night and uh oh man we must have gone on for a couple of hours and uh just just processing all that audio and video is going to be uh you know it's a it's a <laughs> little a bit of a monster in itself so uh we'll see what happens but uh Anyway, man, is uh, house tricks. Uh, I don't think anything's changed much in a week. I imagine you're just working hard. Uh,
1: yeah, just churning away at projects. I'm always working on projects. That, you know, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Sometimes, but you know, like we said before, you take one thing at a time. That's all we can do.
0: That's right. Baby steps. Got to crawl, walk, and then run. I tend to just get up and run, <laughs> but that might be some old training that I, I got from uh, days past. So uh, listen, I'm really interested in your eat or die series. It's been, I mean, right now we're running an, on video behind me is your Instagram page where you're you're running the uh, the the popcorn. Uh, uh, is that popcorn? Yeah. And uh, you've kind of upgraded it to uh, like machine gun Kelly type of thing too. And I really like that. And I saw yeah. right away, for me, I saw right away that, uh, you know, your influence, Ren and Stimpy, um, Aquatine, Hunger Force. And these might be subjects that listeners are unfamiliar with, but let's educate them a little bit. Uh, what do you got to say about that?
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, cartoons in general that, Play a big role in my life because, I, have, I mean that's that's the majority of things that I do. He's like a lot of cartoons. I'll do abstract work and stuff like that. You know, occasionally just because it's it's nice to be diverse in many areas. But yeah, when I was uh, when I was a kid, you know, Adult Swim was the shit. I'd stay up late at night and you know watch uh, Aquatine, Hunger Force, and. You know, I probably wasn't at the age to to really watch that, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love that show. Uh, I've watched the entire series uh, in like the span of a month. Uh, wow! Um, binged it. Binged it. I binged it. I binged it. I mean, not to, also to mention that I watched it on uh, obviously on TV, but I actually took the time to rewatch everything from season one through the last season and uh but yeah like characters like uh meat everybody loves meat i have a character called meatball mobster which it looks pretty pretty damn similar to, to meat one and uh i do have a, a french fry guy which his name is french fries that's obviously like uh Frylock. and uh i was like well you know what i got these two characters so a couple months ago i made a character called ferocious fizzy and it's like your soda drink kind of like master shake so we got that going on uh
0: yeah let's uh let's pause for a second let's talk about the characters uh okay uh, what, what, uh, what all I'm not sure whether the camera's rolling or on pause I, I don't know what i'm doing but uh yeah let's talk about that we got uh Frylock, all right. He's a, <laughs> the characters in this show are insane. Frylock is uh, kind of the group leader. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh he's a bag of fries, and uh, I think he would be described as African American. Uh, would you yeah. agree?
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt.
0: He's the voice of reason in uh, an insane household in the hood.
1: What I love about that show too is that <laughs> it's a show about nothing. There's really no plot to the show. Every yeah. episode is just whatever. It's just random, but it's it's also funny and you know I always enjoy it every time I watch it. There's just nothing that I don't really like about it. It's just random and just pure creativity each and every episode. The characters are <laughs> Quite interesting. I actually seen the the movie too when it came out years ago at the theaters. That was I don't,
0: uh, oh. I don't recall. I don't recall if I actually saw the movie or not. Uh yeah. it took in a lot of Aqua Team though. What about Master Shake? He uh man, he's a he's definitely an instigator. He he starts he starts everything. He keeps things mm-hmm. in motion. Frylock Yeah, a voice of reason and steps in and says, what the hell is going on here? And uh, then you'll have meat wad, who is the total beta male of the group. And uh, he just will fall for anything. And he's just a wad of meat, uh, something that you would imagine got rolled across the floor of (laughs) uh, your fast food restaurant. You fill in, you know, the name after a busy night. So you got mm-hmm. hair and chunks and macaroni and chunks of stuff and meat wad. He's a bag of tricks, but uh master shake who seems to influence you a lot really seems to be the instigator really rolls the ball.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, back uh, when I was in school, when I was a kid, I was not one to really get good grades. Because most of the time, the stuff that they taught me was just uninteresting. And uh, where I'm going with that is that I would always draw on my assignments in class instead of focusing on what I probably should have been. But so I'd always draw like uh, Teen characters just on the side of the page, and it's funny because the teachers would they would look at my work, obviously give me a bad grade because I wasn't paying attention, but they'd write little tiny <laughs> notes next to my drawings saying. Saying like, oh, these drawings are really good. (laughs) But you got to learn, you got to, you know, focus more.
0: (laughs) That's what they say. I mean, focus on learning how to be a citizen, I guess. Uh, How to go work in a factory or, uh, you know, work a cash register. I mean, why do you think they're teaching us how to count? I mean, honestly, they're trying to teach us how to make change is what I think. Now, that might be a little bit more political uh, for you, but, uh, it's, uh, something, <clears throat> anyhow, <laughs> that's what I think they're teaching us to do is to be drunk, yeah. but, uh, we're, we're trying to break out into something else. You, uh, most especially have, uh, been able to, so far as I know, shed your side work and mm. focus on art and, and, uh, and you're back in Pennsylvania, which I'm, I'm assuming is your hometown, right?
1: uh part of that is true i'm actually originally from long island oh okay but i've I've moved around quite a bit but i've lived in pennsylvania for like 10 years all right so i love pretty much
0: i love me some new york city i I stayed up in queens uh, a few years ago for a week uh a little over a week celebrating uh fourth of july in manhattan and it was oh, fantastic. Nice. I, I bet it was. It in New York
1: got some good food there.
0: No doubt, there is such a thing as New York pie and freaking uh, uh, New York comedy. I, 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 I step. I'm a big com, big big stand up comic fan, and uh, you know my association with like you know inspirations, uh, the Rogan podcast, you know Joe Rogan experience. You know, all yeah. of that's great, but I, I loved it back when he was doing his podcast out of his closet. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his guests are, are generally comics he knows. So I listen to, you know, what they say. And uh, I was happy to be able to go see a show on Times Square and, uh, you know, do a little blow and enjoy my fucking life. Uh, that was a great experience <laughs> for me. Yeah. And um, I'm sure plenty of uh, the comics and uh members of the crowd were enjoying their experience, you know, in, in oh, the many shades that they did. Anyhow. Yeah, man. PA New England in general. I won't ask you to state your home hometown, but uh, I am wanting to get back to new England soon. And uh, you said you'd been around Boston. There was a lot of things to do. What you got to uh, yeah. add to that.
1: Yeah. I, uh, for my senior trip back in high school, we went to Boston. And, uh, you know, we checked out, uh, I think it was like a museum. We went to see Salem, which museum I think it was. And, uh, what else did we do? We went, uh, what's that thing on the boat? It's like a ferry or something like that. Went what's that thing? thing on the boat? I don't know. <laughs> so it was like a certain type of boat they have, and like they give you a, they have like a tour guide and okay. i'm pretty sure it's called a ferry
0: so yeah it would kind of a ferry trip uh point out the points of interest there on the what is it uh river is it the river charles is that uh is it that muddy water on the banks of the river charles am i
1: right i, I think so I'm, i it was yeah. years ago i, I don't remember what yeah, no.
0: well i'm thinking of an old song from the i think the 70s uh Love that dirty water! Damn, man! I'm pretty sure they're talking about Boston. You're my home. Oh yeah. Anyhow, uh, hell yeah. So, uh, any high points that you remember?
1: Uh, well, part of the trip was kind of ruined uh, because one of the one of the students decided to uh, smuggle some weed with them, <laughs> and <laughs> they, they nice. restricted us from. Like do that, was me. <laughs> that was me. That was me. me. You know, I, I'm definitely okay. not against it. You know, I I started smoking a while ago. I don't I don't do it as much as I used to. But hey, you know, it's it's there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, so we so the one kid got caught. It ruined like uh, uh, part of the trip for us just because they just had us stay in a hotel rather than going out and doing stuff that we had originally planned. Boo. (laughs) Oh, boo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been on some tours, man. I took a, a, you know, I was attached. Well, I've been to Europe a couple of times. Um, The first time I did the med, and I was there in the Mediterranean Sea. uh, So all the European, Africa, Israel, and I did all of that fun stuff uh, whilst I was at work with our uh, boys in green, the Marine Corps. They took me there. Well, the Navy took me there. They gave us a ride. And then uh, we'd tumble off the boat, and we'd just go fuck up the town and get shit-faced and uh, be the ugly American. That was kind of our job. Mm -hmm. And uh, But uh, one of the things that – and then that was, you know, like my first experience, my first boots-on-the-ground experience was flying in a helicopter to freaking Tunisia in North Africa, on, and, uh, you know, doing that for two weeks. So it, it wasn't all fun and games, but there was a hell of a lot of fun and games. And uh, uh, the, when I get out there in that world, I, I, I just looked around and I said, I can't wait to come back as a tourist. And mm-hmm. so what I did was go home. And then uh, uh, I'd spent so much time in deserts, so I decided to move out to New Mexico for a minute and I uh, got tired of that, moved back to uh, the green side of the states, back to Tennessee, and went into college, used some of that GI Bill, and then bounced again uh, while I was taking some classes there at Chat State, bounced again and went to North Europe and got to do my tourism thing, do London, uh, do Stonehenge, uh, uh, take a ferry across the Channel, Spend uh, seven days going through, uh, you know, from it was from Conne, France, which is a port town up in the north end of France and go hit all those chalets and castles and all that shit in the Loire Valley, the wine country, hit Paris, bounced to Amsterdam in a train. I mean, wow, wow, wow. And <laughs> but now I was with a tour group, but because of my age being the old man of the freshman class there at jet state, I was a 28 year old freshman being the old man, you know, I had my own room and you know, I did, I hit all, I hit Notre Dame. I did all the damn uh, tour group crap, but the nightlife is where it's at. It's the living, breathing culture of europe which is what i was after because i can read about all the other stuff and have read all the other stuff in the history books but it all comes down to what are people like that are alive in the city today whether you're in new york or paris or london or johannesburg or wherever the freak you know wherever the freak you find yourself But anyway that's my story
1: love I some know. travel <laughs> An experience.
0: Back on Ren and Stimpy, bro. I, I, my first introduction to Ren and Stimpy was in high school. And uh I was on pretty sure this was my first heavy hit of acid, okay? <laughs> and then and uh so I'm hanging out uh somewhere off for of Missionary Ridge in Chattanooga, Tennessee with my buddies, and my first experience was of Ren and Stimpy and it was uh, it was the episode where they go to boot camp if I'm not mistaken and uh, damn it made an impression and I mean how could it not uh, given the state of my mind but um, I mean what's some of your faves from Ren and Stimpy I, I feel like it, it with uh, South Park Family Guy and a bag full of other great freaking sort of transgressive but yet mainstream cartoons mm-hmm that it's been forgotten because it was so trippy and i'd like to hear your take on that
1: oh man ran and stimpy is without a doubt my favorite cartoon i've watched the series so many times Uh, i probably did (laughs) a lot of the stuff that i watched as a kid i like the jokes that they hit a lot of adult jokes in that show a lot of it just went right over my head when i was watching it but like rewatching it now that i'm older it's fucking hilarious it cracks me the fuck up every every time uh one one episode specifically which is probably one of their most popular episodes just because of the way it was uh constructed uh, it's called space madness and uh it's the one where ren loses his his ship uh as they're in space <laughs> <laughs> i'm remembering this yeah. is this
0: the one with the button in it the red, yeah, the shiny run button.
1: button. Yeah,
0: <laughs> go ahead.
1: Yeah, they're, they're tempting him with the button. He's like, you know, can't it? Stimpy's trying to resist pushing it, and then you have like this guy in the side, like, can he resist? Will he resist? And then he just, Stimpy just fucking snaps and he's just like, no, I can't. He pushes it, and uh, I think that ended the episode. Like, everything just poofs out of nowhere, like, just vanished. Ren and Stimpy always was aware of
0: the fourth wall, it seems like, like they, they there was always, uh, they would turn it easily, quickly, and just smoothly to that, we know you're watching, we know what you're thinking, sort of attitude where, you know, uh, the, I appreciated that, right? it's oh, like uh, they I love they know we're watching them you know it's, it wasn't it's way over it, the top it, it wasn't like... just you know the spectator was somehow involved in what they were doing um, i think that was a big draw but uh yeah um my fave uh was uh which doesn't actually feature ren or stimpy in it but one of my favorite skits was the shaven yak
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i love i that love that shit because uh, he was run like a commercial within you know the show and uh the shaving yak was a trip he even had like a he it was almost like the uh he had a holiday aspect like it was yaksmas <laughs> yeah, like uh, the damn uh, tooth fairy showing up or something, you know? It's he
1: the pops out. Of the, he pops out of the drain and he starts <laughs> shaving. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And <laughs> you got like uh, Stimpy He. He swipes the, the sink and, and collects the shaving scum and puts it in his pocket. He has like this giant smile on his face.
0: Shaving scum. Yeah, it was a magical <laughs> property to it. Uh, oddly yellow in my memory. I don't I don't know. I hadn't seen a skit in a minute. I was terrible at terrible at doing my homework. I wanted to talk about Rin and Stimpy and I wanted to talk about Aqua Teen, but sometimes it's just better to not be prepared. Um, I was real bad about it. But there were those highlights that I re- recalled. And uh, on uh, for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I mean, man, that's just such a bag of shit to get into. Um, what's uh, what's the top skit that comes to mind?
1: Um, oh, damn, I'm... Well, I I definitely really enjoyed, like, uh, back in the earlier seasons when they had Dr. Weird before the show actually started. (laughs) That's right. He's in the intro. I forgot about that cat. And he'd be like, gentlemen. And he'll just do something random, like, uh, behold, an ear of corn. And it's just this giant ear of corn. And then the episode begins. Just stupid (laughs) shit like that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And he would be in the super villain costume, like with his nipples showing. Yes. Just weird. Just weird. But uh, yeah, you, there was always that hint that it was uh, somehow Dr. Weird was responsible for the existence of Frylock and Master Yeah, Chef They, they and actually Watt. did that. Like, yeah.
1: Like, okay. if you watched the movie. They, uh, they actually—they oh, right. show how that came to be with Doctor Weird. They—they they had him be like the—the the guy who made them. It I see. The trip. That, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you should check it out
1: if you ever get the chance.
0: And uh, where can we find that? Do we need to? Uh, uh, where do we need to go to get the Aquatine Hunger Force movie? Because I mean, I'm all about a comeback more people should see that sort of content because it's transgressive in a way that is though, though bizarre. It's actually, I think it's good for your head because of uh, the conformity, which gets pushed on us in uh, most of the media we consume today. And we can talk about that at length at the time, but I just think it's good medicine. Where would we find that?
1: Uh, For me, I actually on the movie. Um, on Amazon. So you you can definitely buy the digital version via Amazon. Uh, anything else? I'm not really sure. I'm sure you can maybe watch on Hulu or something, depending on your subscription level. And, you know, or you can just simply buy the DVD, get it online. You know, you can always do the old school DVDs. There you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) I'm a YouTuber Uh, myself, Uh, a YouTube, like I just consume so much of it. And, uh, Like the, uh, I used to actually collect DVDs. I was, you know, back, and it wasn't that far back in the day that I was still would uh, collect DVDs because I'd pick them up at a, you know, a dollar store for a buck or two bucks. Yeah. um, It actually because I had that collection, and it was just rewatchable stuff. Actually, because I had that collection, I started uh just this week uh to get me being on camera daily, get my flow on to, uh, to work out the kinks and to find my comfort zone and my presentation. I started running a story series through Instagram that is, uh, you know, it's just, Hey, this is the movie. This is a movie I watched. And, uh, it's one I used to own. So it's, if I used to own it, that means it's rewatchable. And, you know, here's the breakdown, here's the actors and, uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, I I, I get these off of YouTube movies for free. So free on YouTube and uh, something that's super accessible. So you don't waste your money or waste your time. Uh, I'm going after uh, the Manchurian candidate next. Uh, I want to do a sort of a meaty freaking uh, breakdown on the 2004 release of the Manchurian candidate with Denzel Washington. Cause great movie. And, it, it also speaks to that transgressive nature. That it's like we don't take enough risks in our lives. We don't look around the corner. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but in many ways, folks, they're trying to control what you think and what you say and how you say it.
1: And, and foil heads. let's be aware,
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Uh, I'm I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist myself, actually. I have my my uh, weird thoughts about things in the government and all shit that exists. Well please share, (laughs) sir. We're
0: all ears.
1: Well, one topic specifically, uh COVID, I believe, was planned. You know, I I understand that yes, it does exist. You know, people are obviously suffering from the disease, but I mean, if it was really that much of a pandemic, you'd see people dropping dead on the streets. Like our population would have been decreased by millions. And, you know, the, the whole mask thing is just another form of control. Like a mask is really not going to do much if it's like a really threatening disease. A mask, it's not going to do anything, especially for people that have reusable masks. You know, you're throwing it around, you know, you put it back on. It's already collected the bacteria from the surface of where you've thrown it on. You're putting that on your face, you're going to get sick. It's not going to help protect you from anything. Um the propaganda behind it, you know, bad news sells. It always sells. You can turn on the, the news and you'll always see some kind of bad news. And then they'll have little Timmy save the cat in the tree for two seconds and then bore back to more bad news.
0: Amen, brother.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think this whole thing was just planned uh, just to kind of stir the pot and see how people would react to it. Um, You know, and it feels bad. I feel bad for the people from it but you know and looking at the statistics and stuff like that uh, a lot of it is really just inaccurate and it's really to me something that's not to be concerned about because you know cancer kills more people than COVID has ever killed you know on a yearly basis even the normal flu it's just a natural thing people die from natural things There's the flu uh, apparently numbers Word have God. decreased compared to the amount of people that have gotten covid and so what that means to me is that they're diagnosing people with cases of covid for something that probably doesn't even pertain to it
0: heard that heard that uh <laughs> you know when you when you crunch the numbers when you really crunch the numbers on many of the claims in the media it 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 will it will not balance out folks you but it it's like voting you, you know you need to educate yourself in order to know what the hell you're talking about. And if you just, you know, if we just uh, consume everything that's shoveled at us without any kind of reflection on our own, they're not gonna do uh, the background for us. They're not gonna do the backstory and show us, you know, how does it really pan out? They're not gonna, they don't actually have time within the limits of their media to give us the balance. Uh, That's on you. That's on me. That's on all of us to figure that yes. out.
1: Well, that's and why else. it's good to like have a have an open mind to things and not just believe whatever you're seeing in front of you. You know, you got to question everything. And if you're not doing that, you're just already in control. Right. right. But which doesn't mean take a
0: giant shit on everything that you see. That's no. not. It. it this, that's a, a a big misunderstanding. Which I, uh, you know, I'm a. I'm I'm guilty of that one. Uh, there was a, you know, uh, well, I mean, we're all guilty of that one. But to greater or lesser, lesser extent, uh, I've done that in my life, saw that error and, you know, uh, constantly try to self-correct, especially with the fact that I engage so much with social media and, uh, you know, other forms of media, which are, you know, I mean, it's, con- it's the mainstream, But Mm -hmm. how, how much of it is, is how much is the truth? And, uh, we need to never stop thinking for ourselves. I know it sounds trite, but it's true. Just, we can't stop thinking for ourselves and the bombardment of information. It makes it more difficult and it's on us to control it. And, uh, You know, hey, Um, uh, we all do the best we can, but uh, we all I need a reminder. I need a regular reminder all the time. So I damn sure know that the average person, I'm not saying I'm above or below average. just the average person just really needs that reminder every day, too. It's like, hey, check another media source Um, because the, the COVID thing looked really neat. It's too neat, too wrapped up tied in a bow for us but um, it proved uh, one of the things I'd been screaming which was we shouldn't not everyone should have to be ha- should have to go to a physical office every day to do business and to thrive and live in America we should be able to if if you're geared up and you're savvy enough uh, you should be able to go to your office uh, through the, you know, 15 inch square of your freaking, uh, of your laptop. If, if, you know, if that's, what's available to you, you should be able to do your work anywhere. Um, I'm not trying to be the dude on the beach, you know, in, the in the silly, uh, get rich quick, uh, sort of media, you know, they put out on YouTube, those guys, it's like, yeah, man, you know, everything's peachy and I got a Lamborghini, in the garage, and so on, and so on, and so on. And fuck, fuck those dudes, right? But I should be able to do my business in my car, or at the library, or in my home office, or you know, if I need to bounce to New York City, or I need to go up to Boston, because uh, I got dudes sitting, and many fresh thoughts are coming into town, I wanna to meet up with these cats, You know, mm-hmm. I should be able to bounce and still do my business. Um, right. I think that COVID you know, was a big testing ground for that lock everybody mm-hmm. down and all of a sudden all the businesses do the numbers later and they realize that 50% I mean and that's an arbitrary number but about half of the office space that they're leasing is being leased to, to no real purpose you know that it's wasted yeah. space and mm-hmm. uh, whenever you get a if you can get uh your culture and your people if you can get your workers working online then you're also you're reducing uh emissions because they're not driving to work you're reducing uh you know uh, traffic on the subways and the bus within the public system for people who do have to go and do something uh mm-hmm. you know you're keeping people off the streets because they can be effective from home and i think that that's a great proving ground i think it's a completely positive thing and without data you just don't really know and i think that what right. they were able to do is get data from that experience and i, I just i'm a silver linings kind of guy you know so uh, i want to see the good in it conspiracy or oh, no
1: yeah. that's why it's good to you know make sure you do research like i said question everything don't just believe it's on the uh, on the top shelf for you just because it's all shiny and you know and you know presenting itself in a way that seems to be accurate, I suppose. But you know, always uh, always be on guard and never just uh, um, like I said, just believe exactly what's in front of you. you there's always going to be people that are trying to trick you one way or another. And, uh, it stirs the pot for everybody else.
0: Good news, man. Sp- spreading <laughs> the gospel, spreading <laughs> the gospel of a new world. I'm telling you, <laughs> well, we're looking at, um, a little over 35 minutes on the clock. And, uh, in, in spite of my prep work where I, uh, which, uh, you know, shaved some of that off there, I, I think we got a pretty good run, uh, Minty, do you have anything you want to say in closing? Because uh, I know you got a a whole bag of tricks. I just don't, I don't want to open all of it. And I want to save a bit Mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, our our third round. Uh, I think that you and Mm -hmm. I are really launching something together here. And uh, uh, I got a couple other bros that are getting (laughs) on board and they're finding their availability. They're all musicians, uh, but they're all deep thinkers and artists And uh, (laughs) I think I'd like to close out with uh, a bit about your music. What is Minty Fresh (laughs) tunes about? Um, I've seen some of it. I won't spoil it. Run in my mouth. You tell me where's that coming from. What's your influence, and uh, what is uh, what's the future with your music? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That my uh, first off, I'm I'm a self-taught musician. I've been playing for. I think like 15, 16 years now. Uh, what inspired me to play uh, back in the day, Guitar Hero was the shit. <laughs> um, Amen, brother. I love the hell out of that, that game, the franchise. And one game specifically is what influenced me to start playing, which was uh, Guitar Hero 2. Because on Guitar Hero 2, they had this one bonus song from a musician who was my biggest inspiration for everything that I do and his name is Buckethead and uh they had one song by him on the bonus track that was fucking crazy as shit like it sounded amazing but it was one of the hardest songs I actually never beat because it was that intense and uh, so I looked into him and ever since then I just got hooked on his music his music is just fucking amazing if anybody has heard of Buckethead congratulations but a lot of people aren't usually familiar with them and the way that i get them to at least know who he is kind of is by telling them that he was the replacement for slash and guns and roses like years ago obviously a lot of people know guns and roses so uh yeah in yeah. there i know buckethead i'm one of
0: those guys yeah, he's but, uh, he's uh, got yeah, some. I, I encourage him to, to everyone to look him up for yourself. Uh, in fact, any of this: Aquatine, uh, Hunger Force, Ren and Stimpy, and uh, just by extension, the Eat or Die series. Check out Mini. Check out many at Mini Fresh Thoughts. He's developing. He's developing that. I, that's one road he's on. Eat or Die series. Your your major Eat or Die series. But your major focus right now is on the card game, as I understand. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, more output about that. And, uh, mm. I, you know, hey, man, um, I the good news is uh, for people's video on, on my side of the house, the good news is, is I found my beer and I'm looking for another. <laughs> and, brother, uh, man, I Minty, I really appreciate you uh we're going to do this again soon we'll have another round 3 maybe set up next week um maybe you. we can get uh, more people on the podcast though i think you and i have enough to say as it is uh we might end up doing a three way with uh Grayson Slade uh he's uh telling me that he's going to be available uh later within in the within weekdays because of his uh, show schedule, you know, coming up uh, on the weekends, mostly. He's he's out there freaking hitting it hard. And i uh, proud of Grayson because he he's like, like you. He lives entirely from his art. He put aside all of the things and focused. And uh, it's a great inspiration to me, both of you. Many, and many fresh thoughts, many fresh tunes. Grayson Slade, the, the uh, Metal City Madman, they're out there making it. They're making it. They're making it. And I hope to do the same. Uh thanks, Minnie. Love you, bro. Yeah, of course, man. Okay. Stay you warm in PA. Will do. All right. Good night, folks.
1: Peace out.